You call that radio? Yeah. Hey, what's up, bitch? This is Greaves from Rhyme Session. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's poppin', bitch? This is Greaves from Rhyme Session. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, man? This is Greaves from Rhyme Session Entertainment. I'm chilling with you. Call that radio. Fuck you. Brothers and sisters, may the peace that can only come from the one God be upon you. We are here to tell the people that we hear you. Call that radio. You call that radio. Afternoon, Trippadors. How you doing? Welcome to episode 20 of You Call That Radio. This episode is the Buckfast Incident. So this is like an episode I've never... This episode's like no other episode that we've ever done before And You Call That Radio. There is no such thing as a normal episode in YCTR. Go back and listen to the other ones, they're all quite different. We're still trying to figure out a format. I don't even think we're, we're, we're actually trying to figure out a format, we just like to try the different things out. So, but we are interested in hearing what you think, so, you know, let us know. Did you enjoy this format? Did you not enjoy this format? It's the only way we learn. And even then we might not learn. This is the Buckfast incident. You might not know what Buckfast is because you might live in America, you might live in Germany... You might live in Helensborough. You might not know what Buckfast is. So I'm not going to assume you know what Buckfast is. We will explain what Buckfast is in due course. And then we'll actually have people at Finnis and Exposure going to investigate what Buckfast is. And then the main event, which is probably why we are all here, is we've got an interview with Rhyme Sayers international legend Greaves, a Seattle hip-hop artist. He was on tour recently with Too Many T's, who are rappers from London, and they shared a bill with Weedy, who's from Coatbridge. And we managed to get a really interesting behind-the-scenes access-all-areas look at that show. On this journey, there's a lot of surprises. There is at least one, maybe three or four Buckfast incidents. I'm excited for you to hear this one. It's kind of like Radio Lab meets Spinal Tap meets Buckfast. So I hope you enjoy it. There is no topical news update this time because I'm beginning to realise what is the point in topical news because it always takes me about a week. To, this one, this episode's taken me ages to edit together. So it always takes ages to edit it. It goes away to get mastered, then it needs to get uploaded and then it needs to appear on your radar and then you need to find time to listen to it. You know, I could talk about Tenerife today, but... And you're going to be listening to it in a few weeks' time and it won't matter. What I'm saying will no longer be relevant. So I think that all the topical stuff I'm maybe going to move to like a different show on YouTube. Maybe something for the Patreons, by the way. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash you call that radio. It would be impossible to do this show without the Patreons who support it. So thank you. 
and I hope you win a raffle because we do raffles for for all the listeners. So yeah, there is no adverts in this show. Buckfast do not did not pay me to do this show. I don't know if Buckfast would approve of this show. You might not know what Buckfast is. You might just think it's a thing that Lewis Capaldi drinks, but it happened before Lewis Capaldi. Buckfast existed before Lewis Capaldi. It's just a bit of a coincidence that Lewis Capaldi has made Buckfast mainstream this week on the same week that we actually released the episode. It is a coincidence. This show existed before Lewis Capaldi drank Buckfast at the Brits. So I'm not saying Lewis Capaldi's stealing our ideas, but I'm saying we're not stealing Lewis Capaldi's ideas either. All right? That's about it. I've just edited the show. It was a lot of work. It has given me the fear, the absolute fear, because I've kept the good, the bad, and the ugly in this show. So as a result, you can hear what happens to a radio host as he slowly sips Buckfast and responsibly sips Buckfast. You can just hear me making some bad decisions and coming out with some shite par. Basically, the patter plummets towards the end, but I've kept the bits in it that I would probably would rather not. You know that way where you get the cringe the next day after you, you say something stupid? Well, not only did I get the cringe the next day and for a few days after it, I also had to relive the cringe as I edited it, and I'm now getting the cringe again as I upload it and let everyone hear it for some reason. But I think it would be only right. You can't have a buckfast incident without being honest about it. So I think the best way to start this show is start with a song, a Jackal Trade song called I Am The Fear. Because that's how I feel right now. I've got The Fear. Only yourself to blame. Only yourself to blame. Discipline of a magic tripping as for smoking in the gym. It is not quite fitting. Slipped in too expensive and excessive drinking. I get all my hangovers, especially shipped in. News just in. It's your brain speaking, it's payback time. For your wonderful weekend. That company you're keeping, that poison you're leaking. The sober door is creaking, watch reality creeping. That flipping noise, maybe your head or your heart. Time to master the art of a panic attack. There's an actual fear here, you must now reenact those days. You got the note back those times you got the sack Recollect the absurd things you said Word for word Horrific past vivid happiness Fate and work Think of that I love you That you once loved You could hear a pin drop When you got ignored You could hear the heartbreak From a hundred yards away Last night I seen you break Dance but no not today I seen you shuffle on the subway With the cold men's fire Weaking at the back away Defeat in your eye Avoiding people that you know Cause they ask how you are Delusion of self Can only take you thus far There's a glint in your eye Mere seconds later You got a confidence boost From an anonymous stranger Do you smile back? No danger What does that make you? Forget you heard about That makes you a traitor In the pickle out of work In store protection Fickle out Going fuck With the immortal flexion Out of battery Hey In the red Deception being wet Paying your rights The only way they be Attention you don't worry I mention you Constantly withdrawn Like a crackhead's cut And at the crack is gone Oh it's on Fuckhead You'd better believe it How dare you have the cheek To even speak of I'm a street And leave your bed now You might as well Shat and it The knives are out Now And the claws are sharp And in the days are darkening You dehydrated mannequin That bad review is accurate You'd better pack it in You'd better sort it out And get yourself together And get the heat down Cause up ahead is stormy weather I am the fear And I roll you there Like a broken 
fucking vow from the Daily Ration. I'm Nick Clegg's face, senior better together. The Queen and Christmas Day defending austerity measures. Like a header for Colin McGregor, then a jab. I'm a massive pack of monkeys attached to your back. I'm the angry police man who would like a little chat. I'm the prick at the back, the laughs of Scottish boom bap. I'm that bouncer. After stroking his chin with the Martin Trailer grin, I'm your phone in a taxi that is now switched off. I'm the marker pain that you can't get off. I'm the train you ran for on a final warning for that job that you hate on a Monday morning. I'm the bar shot. Is it your bastard? I'm saying you're doing swell to your ex while you're plastered. I'm the worst cunt, the badging. I'm a bad punchline like a coke duck, Audley Harrison I'm a lazy journalist with a proclaimer's comparison Wearing a pair of shandles with a whole That's embarrassing I'm the tax man, I'm the bad man I'm a mad bam, will spam your daft plans With the bank scam, then serve your bad scram With the flat can, your fan Dan I am the fear Only yourself to blame Now, as I said I'm not going to do anything topical in this episode but just going to make a quick exception, just to shout out Andrew Weatherall, who sadly passed away last week. Absolute legend, a trailblazer, a visionary. The production work he did on Screamadelica changed the game. His live sets, studio albums, his compilation albums, his remixes, and his radio show on NTS. His music's not for everyone. It was an absolute honour the time I remember the day I learned that Andrew Weatherall had played us we just got a couple of downloads from Bandcamp well, quite a lot of downloads from Bandcamp and a couple of vinyl orders and I was like they just came out of nowhere and I was like what what happened last night at about two in the morning because it just seemed to happen in the middle of the night all these vinyl orders came in and it was because Andrew Weatherall played late night sketchy on his music's not for everyone show and it meant the absolute world because someone that good and that important just giving us a little nod and a play uh, incredible feeling and I think I think my understanding is so the story goes is that my friend Alan gave him the Who Took Utopia vinyl while he was in Paris and Andrew liked it enough to play it and yeah so shouts to Andrew Weatherall his music will live on was looking forward to set at Kelburn Garden Party and was also hoping that our past would maybe cross and maybe I could have got a wee chat with him for the podcast as well because I would have I loved to have picked his brain and asked him about, you know, I had the chance to speak to someone who's such a an insane understanding of what music is and what it takes to be unique and stand out and do something groundbreaking, it still can have mass appeal. Not many, not many like Andrew Weatherall, so I just thought I'd like to give a wee shout out to Andrew Weatherall, and also we've actually got a wee sample of him introducing the Gyro Babies. So since the Buckfast incident episode begins with a Gyro Baby song called Buckfast Blackout, I thought it'd be nice if Andrew introduced the Gyro Babies. So let's do that. Thank you everyone for tuning in. This is episode 20 of You Call That Radio. And before that, from 1993, The Outsider and a track called Serengeti. And before that, 1968, Ernest Wrangling and a track called Pop A Top. Andrew Weatherall, music's not for everyone. This is, these are Gyro Babies. (laughs) 
To Radio Lab. Welcome to you call that Radio Lab. In the background, you hear a song called Buckfast Blackout. Buckfast Blackout was a song that was decided to be too below average for a decidedly below average debut EP by the Gyro Babies in 2011. So as you can see, Buckfast has been puncturing the culture since way before Louis Capaldi drank a bottle of tonic at the Brits. What is tonic? What is tonic? Well, Buckfast tonic wine is a drink that people in Scotland get very patriotic about, even though it is actually made down south in Buckfast Abbey in England supposedly by the monks what do people call Buckfast? well it's mostly known as Bucky Wreck the Hoose Juice or the Bionic Tonic full name Buckfast Tonic Wine what does Wikipedia say about it? it says Buckfast Tonic Wine is a caffeinated, fortified wine originally made by monks at Buckfast Abbey in Devon. Aha! Originally. So maybe the monks aren't making it anymore, but you can still go to Buckfast Abbey in Devon and pick some up. What is the deal with Buckfast? Well, it's it's popular in the schemes of Glasgow. A scheme of Glasgow is a, a working class area, usually fucked over by the Tories at some point. Or I could, you know, it's an English word that would be a state. I think the American words are projects. I don't know. I don't really know. But it was a, it's a, growing up it was very, you know, it's a working class kind of thing. And a, and a heavy drinker kind of thing. But over the last 10, 20 years, it seems to have been popularised by hipsters. The middle classes and the, the upper classes who drink it ironically just to kind of show their eccentric side of themselves. Many people call it a cheap wine, but it's actually quite expensive, really, for a ball. But now it doesn't seem quite as expensive because of the minimum pricing in Scotland, which means that Frosty Jacks went from about £3 to £13. So now Buckfast. Looks like a good deal compared to that. Or the caffeine. It's only it's about 15%. Fortified wine, it tastes sort of sickly sweet. It's the caffeine in it that gets you wasted. There's an old song that goes a little like this. Bog fast, bog fast, tonic wine. The first drink's shape, but the rest of it's fine. You can have your own, but don't touch mine. Hurry up and you may catch the offy end time. Offy means off-licence. Bucky means Buckfast. Welcome. Welcome to the Buckfast incident. 
let's go live to the mean streets of Mogai, where the posh purveyors of investigation finished and exposed alive with a full report. This week on Finished and Exposed, we are investigating the rise and rise of Buckfast Tonic Wine. And we thought, we're better to, to investigate, we're, we're better than to go to the source, right at the source. Now, after a little bit of detective work, we found that the source was actually in Devon. And that's miles away. I don't have time to go to Devon. So we decided to go to a shite pub in Finiston. There's not many shite pubs left. Most of them are really lovely with craft beers and stuff. But you will, if you look hard enough, with a little detective work, if you look really hard enough, you will find a shite pub. So off we go to a shite pub in Finiston to find out where did Buckfast come from? And more importantly, where is it going? So we're here in Shite Pub in Finiston, and um, we've got a couple of uh, we've got a couple of friends. Or oh, and, the, and the, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Just get a tennis. Yeah, I'm just have a tennis. <laughs> just um, ordering some tenants. some bands. Just getting some bands. Tenants. Just get, yeah. Why not? You know, we're in Rome. We're in Rome. We're just getting some tenants in Shite Pub in Finiston. Uh, I've noticed there's an older gentleman at the bar. His name's Barry. Um, I think Barry Shrub, the man from the pub. I think. Where's going? I'm going to try and approach him and see if he'll. Uh, I'm sure he's got a little bit of a uh, lived experience on Buckfast. I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm sure he's had a few tipples. <laughs> Hi there. I'm doing a little documentary for my podcast. Oh, hey, oh, you're one of these, you're one of the hippies, hippies, aye. Have you heard that new Bruce Springsteen record? Ha <laughs> ha. What's this anyway? Is this, what are you, you recording? Is this a, is this a, is this a Netflix thing? It's actually a, a, a podcast. It's, what the fuck's a podcast? You know, it's um, kind of like a radio show. Call that radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, you must remember. Um, I was, was. We're talking about Buckfast. I mean, you, you must remember, uh, or maybe you don't remember. Huh? Your your first um, Buckfast. Your first sip of Buckfast. Oh, I do actually, I It was, uh, it was, uh, Bloody going back a bit. It was last Tuesday when we watched the Brits. <laughs> My wife, she loves that Louis Capaldi, so, you know, she went down to the shop and got us a, a couple of bottles. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, some laughy, some laugh away, but it was good, aye, aye. Have you heard that Louis Capaldi record? Would it, would it be fair, would it be fair to say that this is an old guy's pub? 
And what about the mythical numbers? What about the mythical numbers? What, what, what do they mean to you? Um, you know, they get the, the numbers on the, the bottles from 1 to 25 or 26, I believe it is. What, what do the numbers mean? Or what do they mean to you? Let me think, son. Hey, you going back a wee bit. Hey, but I think. Uh, uh, number one means you've got a big. Hey, <laughs> Number two means you're a big. <laughs> Aye, number three. Major get the night. Aye. Don't think we can um, verify. You calling me a liar? Aye. I don't think we can um, verify anything you're you're, you're saying. Oh, it's, it's all right for uh, Philip Schofield to lie his wife, but I already. I'm talking about Philip Schofield again, son. Yeah, he keeps talking about Philip Schofield. He's been talking about Philip Schofield for the last few weeks. Can he stop? Can he stop, son? And what about you? Do you do you, do you drink Buckfast? No, son. No, son. I don't drink. I only drink. I only drink lager. And, and how much lager do you drink? About about eight pints a day. But it's no because I'm an alcoholic, am I? I just like the taste of beer, you know. Book fast for the alcoholics. So you drink eight, eight pints per day? Aye, son. I wake up, get four cans for the shop, drink them, have a wee nap, and then come out of the pub. Don't you think that makes you a, an alcoholic? No, son. Because, see, I don't drink that vodka or the whiskey or the buck fast or anything like that. I just like a beer. I'm just a drunkard, you know. I like the taste of beer. I'm not an alcoholic, son. I don't, I don't think we can... I don't think we can... Uh... Verify. I don't think we can verify any of these these claims. Or, you know, you're calling me a liar. I'm not calling you a liar. I just don't think we can verify those claims. You know, they're they're um, you know, there's the the Office of Fair Podcasting. They they they'll, they'll uh, you know we need to make sure that everything's accurate. Um, yeah, we can't have lies. Oh, oh, fuck up, fucking Philip Schofield. This one ain't for no, 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 no. Cut, cut, cut. I often uh, wonder. I've, I've often wondered what Buckfast could be about. Um, on one side, you see a clinical uh, operation. You see a production of a beverage. You see um, Buckfast Abbey. Obviously, has a, you know accommodation for visitors. I mean, you can go there and you can experience the the life of a Benedictine monk. It's a. It's a is, is Buckfast a long-standing tradition that is heralded by a religious community? Or is it something much deeper than that? Is it is it is it, is it uh, the, the effect that it's had 
on um, on 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 the the, the population of, of Scotland is, is certainly contradictory to the, the image that it's, it's projected online. Um, for instance, uh, you know, a friend of mine once gave me an ironic uh, present, and it was a bottle of Buckfast, and uh, he, you know, and um, I had it in my fridge and uh, kept it there. Um, I, I wasn't sure whether you know what time I should drink it at. Um, was I the sort of person that should engage in drinking in this this Buckfast? And and and, and uh, um, one day I was going for some almond milk to, to put in my coffee, and and I swung the fridge door open a bit too haphazardly, and the Buckfast bottle actually flew out at me and smashed on the floor. It was black, thick, congealing liquid escaping underneath the underneath the the units and and shards of of like dagger-like glass just lying in puddles of black and like dragon claws. And I was wondering, you know, is this some kind of mythical, strange enchantment? Is this something that I should be wary of? I just I still don't know. My my friend my friend Lewis will turn up to a party with a bottle of Buckfast and he'll he'll look cool. But if I turned up with a bottle, everyone would say, Hey, what are you doing? It's not Buckfast is not for you. And why is that? I just don't feel like it's really me. I don't feel like I fit in. Like I see I see Raj Bams, I see I see all, all the cool guys, I see people going to trendy bars and having shots of Buckfast with milk and I just don't feel like I fit in with it. I just I look at it, I, I like the colour of the label. I'm I'm not I'm I like the vibe. Donnie, can you hear me? I can hear you, Mark. Hi. Hi there. Um, but we're just talking today about the, the rise the rise and fall, or is it still the rise of a Buckfast tonic wine? Now, people are saying that Louis Capaldi invented Buckfast tonic wine, but I, I don't think that's completely accurate, is it? It's not accurate, Mark. No, it's it's, it's not. It's, you know, Bucky, as we call it up here. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been on the go for years. You know, uh, the rumours are that in terms of its journey into Scotland, it was actually uh, North Lanarkshire came through Coatbridge and Airdrie. Uh, some of the some of the schemes out there that uh, the monks, uh, just due to the the religious kind of connections, first brought Bucky to to Airdrie and Coatbridge, and it, it found its way to to other places like obviously Glasgow. Uh, and Bathgate, it seems, because the, the Capaldi lads, the fair tanking it at the Brits. Yeah, I mean, that was that, that was a great moment for Scotland, I think. Oh, 100, 100%, yeah. Uh, he's smashing it. The boy's smashing it. He's... It makes you proud to be Scottish, but there's people saying that the monks aren't Scottish. Well, the monks, I suppose, they're, they're divine, they're... People are saying that some people think that Lewis Capaldi invented Buckfast, but I don't think that's completely accurate. I think he made it cool. So before Buck, was did you notice Buckfast on the streets of Finiston before Lewis Capaldi? Growing up in Scotland, I've seen many a bottle. I've seen many a bottle smashed on a beach, smashed by a rail line. 
I've been I've seen many bottles. In fact, when I was at school, I remember t- hearing a story about somebody being smashed over the head with a bottle. And after my experience of the of the Buckfast smash in my own home, yeah, well, that, that's really quite quite intimidating. There was um, smashed glass all over your floor, and I mean, people do see it as a dangerous drink, and I think that just proves what you're saying about the shards of glass. I mean, that's very sharp. It's very sharp. It's so very sharp. You could, you could cut yourself. Mm, you could cut yourself. You could cut anyone with that. You see, I think that's why it's so popular, especially in Scotland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's incredible that they would actually sell anyone it. When you think about, you know, that's making people unbutton their shirts. It's making people call people hookers. It's um, this. It's literally made of glass. It's a it's a weapon. Mm. And, 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 and inside the, the shards of glass lies a demon that the monks may or may not have, have placed there deliberately. Every bottle's a demon. And would you say that this is, um, I mean, right now, lentil soup, um, sorry, the would you say that Buckfast is, I mean, it's everywhere right now, it's, no matter where you look, it's, it's even at the Brit Awards. You know, exactly. But it's like it's ever it's like really popular. It's everywhere. It's even at the Brits. It's like sushi or lentil crisps. Has it peaked? Is it is is it time for a buckfast latte, or is it too late for the buckfast latte or the the buccacino, if you will? Well, I I think there's perfect timing for it. I think people. Will, are more and more likely to engage in it, to be wearing their fashion products. I mean, you can buy Buckfast shirts and hats and scarves. I I think before long, it'll just be the Adidas of the streets or the or the Nike. It'll be the Buckfast, the Nike and the Adidas. You know, football sponsors. Football sponsors, exactly, exactly. Starbuckies, exactly. Starbucks, exactly. Star Starbucks. Buckfast, Starbucks fast. You get, you know, you get Bucky slush puppies, you get Bucky tablet. Buckfast will not have peaked until the the big fashion houses give it the stamp of approval and the young people in Milan, New York, Paris and London are drinking Buckfast. That's Tokyo? when it'll Tokyo? peak. Tokyo? Tokyo? Yeah, Tokyo, yeah, the Far East, you know. We've heard it on good authority that there's going to be some American rappers on the show later on who are touring Scotland, Glasgow specifically, West End specifically, and they're coming to the West End of Glasgow to, and they're going to try Buckfast. Would you have any advice for them? My advice for them is uh, parental advisory, explicit content, uh, proceed with caution. That's what I would say to them. Do you, would you recommend a, a, a nice um, cheese that they should eat with it, or? Well, if they're really going to go for it, if they're really going to go for it, then uh, yes, I would. Uh, I would recommend the cheese um, La Rustique, which is a French uh, smelly cheese, which I believe you can buy in uh, Waitrose. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, does Waitrose sell Buckfast though? It might be a double trip. I think you'd have to go to somewhere else. Um, I've, yeah. I've never seen it in Waitrose uh, when I go to buy my, my wine. 
Yeah, I don't think you get it. I think you might need to go east. You might need to go east for, for, the, for the wine. I mean, if you've got a keen eye, you may have noticed that there's uh, mythical numbers on each bottle. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what does that all mean? There's been lots of there's, lot, there's been lots of theories about these numbers. Do you know what they, the numbers mean? I I know what the the monks say they mean, and I also know what they mean to me. Uh, but I suppose I, it, it's became slightly mythical. Apparently, according to the monks, you know, PR team, which they they need to obviously hire a bigger and bigger PR team every year because they're getting so much good publicity year after year, you know, now with with all what the good... Is all the, yeah, uh, yeah. But the, the monks say it's just because they come from different vats, but we all know that's not true. We all know that's not true. It's, it's about the extra ingredients they put in each bottle. A number one, obviously... You, you can taste the difference between a number two and a, a number one, for example. There's no way that I would uh, even contemplate drinking a number one, but I would certainly love love to, to just savour the flavour of a number two day after day. So, so what's the difference between a number one and a number two for you? For for me, the number the number two is is saltier, is less acidic. It's 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 got oaky undertones. Uh, it just when you when you first smell a number two, it's like the smell of, of a forest on a on a rainy morning. You know, it's just it just conjures up so much so much imagery in my mind. So you, you may have noticed before that in each bottle of Buckfast there is a, a mythical number on the bottom of that. Hmm. Have you any idea what these numbers signify? I have a bottle right here. What what number is it? Six zero eight seven one eight. Really? See, it's it's, it's not. I mean, the myth the myth so, so it goes. The story goes that it's a number between one and twenty four. <laughs> mm-hmm. So maybe have a look at the at the bottom of the bottle. Maybe there's a. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking. Yeah. No 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 number between one and twenty-six. Mm. Could no. it be a bootleg bottle you have here? Six. Mm. Perhaps you've got this has been I mean I have I've heard there is a lot of bootleg monks going around. Uh, the monk wait, wait. I think I may have discovered the secret. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's a really good number. That's a really good number. I, I do enjoy a twenty-two. Twenty-two. What does it all mean, though? What What do these numbers mean? What does it mean to you? Well, now that I've discovered the number of twenty-two, and I'm typing it into my Buckfast, Buck, 22 Buckfast into the internet. I'm going to find for you the answer. And it says property deals for 22 Buckfast Road. Buckfast Lane. So, so you think that this is a sign that maybe you have to buy this property? 
it might well be. I'm I'm looking at five hundred and forty-four pounds per month. Just buy it, man. Just buy it. It's pounds. Just put your get your get your get your um get your people to just buy it or just buy it. Type in your credit card details. Buy it, man. Okay, this, is a, this is a sign from the monks. It's it's in it's it's the, in the area of Buckfast. It's meant to be, man. Buckfast Lay. Just go and start a new life. It says the property is located 22 Buckfast Road, Buckfast, Buckfast Lay. You call that radio? Is is in this episode? It's going to have some artists from America who are playing Scotland for the first time and they're considering trying Buckfast Tony Wayne. Do you have any advice for them? What, maybe what, how much should they have? Is there anything to look out for? And maybe what should they be eating with their Buckfast? I think uh, it, it's always, you know, the Yanks, if the Yanks are coming over and they're, they're going to be drinking Buckfast, just get them to take it easy, you know? Especially if they've got guns, because let's be honest, in Glasgow, if if we had guns the way they do in America and Buckfast, we'd probably have a population of about a thousand. You know, it would it would be brutal. So if if it is the Yanks, and not I don't want to stereotype on on you called that radio, but if they're gun toting Yanks, make sure they're only drinking maybe a half bottle each. And definitely eating, I don't know, maybe maybe a Greg's. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, Greg's. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Maybe a clam chowder and a Greg's. 100%. And um, f- finally, I mean, obviously the reason you've got to have a Greg's with your half bottle is because you might start gun-toting, as you say. Have you ever had a messy night out of Buckfast bands? What happened to you? What, what happened to what happened to you? What happened to me on the bucket? Oh, the, we've you know I've had bance, many bands, many a night out where you're you know you're up at Sleazy's, you're you're tanking the bucket cocktails. The bounce is flowing. You're thinking, do we hit the garage or campus or the ABC? Uh, obviously, only one of them still there now. But in my in my back. bucket in my bucket heyday, you know, it's like it's like the sixties. If you if you drank Buckfast, you you don't remember, do you know, the sixties or your Buckfast binge. Campus is back. The, let's go back to the milk. Is Buckfast milk the new soya milk of 2020? Is it the new oat milk? Mm, I don't know if it's going to rival the oat milk, but certainly, and some some people like a, as they say, a bevy for breakfast. They might have a Buckfast. Uh, I don't know Buckfast in their porridge. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I don't know, but uh, you know, Buckfast, I, break, Buckfast breakfast. It does have a ring to it. Mm, yeah, so is that why people, so many people, drink it in the morning? Is it a morning? Like you said earlier, you, were, you, were, you weren't sure if it was in what time you should be drinking, but fast. Is it? Did you have a feeling that maybe 
morning was the time for you, just before everyone else is up, before before the, 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 the roar of the city? Well, personally, I don't like feeling too intoxicated. Um, the one time that I actually tried Buckfast, uh, I felt like I've maybe overstepped the mark with a, a certain friend of mine, um, someone who, you know, I could, who I don't know, no longer really wants to speak to me because of the actions that the, that followed. So, if you don't mind them explaining what happened, well, the problem is that I don't really remember it. Uh, I was just going to have a few beers, and I was at a friend's house, and they were like, mm, "Would you like some Buckfast?" And I was, oh, I was looking at everyone. They were looking at me, and I felt like, well, maybe I should try it, you know. But, you know, try new things, and uh, you know, I, I drank some of it, and it it wasn't exactly like a, a a Pinot Noir. It wasn't it wasn't Bordeaux Grand Cru. It was much more dark and like, it's hard to say. But the shakes, the shakes that came from the taste and the the, the you know, uh, and after that, I, I I only remember laughing I remember some spiralling and, and then not much after that but apparently I was an absolute riot and, and what did he say you did it's okay there's not many there's not many listeners in this show anyway mm, well I was running around with my shirt open um, I was shouting at people random crazy things I, I don't even know but I, I didn't mean to call my friend a hooker you know Um I mean, it's not some word that I would normally ever use. And it's very derogatory, and I, I really don't believe that I said it, but they all said that I called my friend a hooker. And and it's hard to quant- quantify that because it's not me, you know? It was uh, someone else. It's someone else, the demon. Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it unleashed the demon, you know? Maybe the I haven't. I'm possessed. Maybe the monks put the demon in the bottle? Maybe we're onto something, perhaps, eh? Which just happened to me there. Right. It sounds like it's going to sound like I've made this up, but it's actually a real thing that happened. So, as you know, I've kind of been doing the new year, new me kind of thing. Listen to the Darren Connell episode if you've not heard it already. So, I've been trying my best and I've done all right, you know, just kind of pretty much not smoking most of the time. One or two wee slip ups, but I'm trying to eat the salads. And try to eat better and look after myself a bit more. So I decided instead of going to the chip shop, I went to the supermarket and bought stuff for the salad and that. And then I get home, I'm eating the salad and that. And I check the internet. And what did I see? That Lewis Capaldi had actually been in the chip shop I was about to go to. There was lots of photos and stuff like that. So how mental would that have been? I was actually editing this episode where he has mentioned because some people think Lewis Capaldi invented Buckfast, although we've established that he didn't really, he didn't really invent it. 
But it would have been, it been so amazing if we'd actually just go and comment on it. That'd been mental. But you try to do a good thing and you get punished. And also, he might not have actually wanted to talk to me about Belfast. He probably just want, would have wanted to eat his fritters, perhaps. So, but there you go. That's a real thing that actually just happened. And, you know, I, that's what you get for eating salad. You try to do a good thing and you get punished. So, anyway, we're going to go to the main event in a few moments. We have Rhymesayers Entertainment. Uh, Rhymesayers is one of the best hip-hop record labels in the world of all time ever. So it's a, an absolute honour to have Greaves from Rhymesayers on the show. He's worked with artists such as Atmosphere and really good artists. They did a great show that night in Glasgow. We've also got Too Many T's who are from London they're, they're great crack, really, they put on a really fun show, and it's just seemed like nice guys, and probably, m most most festivals, they play most of the big festivals, so keep an eye out for Too Many Tees, and Greaves coming up in a little moment, the main event, I hope you really enjoy it, because it was, I think this was a lot of fun to put together, it wasn't really, it was a pain in the arse to put together, because it was quite a lot of work, now just before we do that, I did ask the listeners if you call that radio, if they had any insight or stories, good or bad, relating to Buckfast Tonic Wine. We've got uh, Lorna Love, who says, if you go to the shop at the actual Abbey and ask for a wee half bottle, they'll look like, at you like you're daft. The monks refer to these bottles as flasks. So there's a good bit of advice for any listeners out there. If you do go to Buckfast Abbey, ask for a flask and they'll think that you're the real deal and you know your stuff. Also, another bit of advice, completely unrelated. If you ever go to Subway, you know, the sandwich shop, and they say, would you like cheese and toasted? Just say, I'll have the grated cheese, please. And they give you the look as if this guy knows his stuff. You'll get, you'll earn the respect very quickly if you ask for the grated cheese. Now, uh, who else? John Baird says he had a dober, a, not a dober man, a dober man years ago who liked the odd beer. And some arsehole fed her half a bottle, at least at a Hogmanay party. Ended up having to take her over the graveyard for an hour to run it off. Whew. That's a close one. At least I thought the dog had died, but no, the dog was alright. He just needed an hour to run it off. It was also stomping around, demanding beer off my guests and kicking half full bottles over. My mate took her out for another walk, which this time she brought home a huge traffic cone and settle down to reduce it to two inches of plastic for the rest of the party. P.S. Don't feed your pets alcohol. Yeah, it's a good good bit of advice. I don't think any of our listeners are feeding the pets alcohol, but just make sure your friends aren't doing it either. Another message in from Archie, who said, Gordon Ramsay followed me on Twitter and thanked me for a recipe using condensed milk and Buckfast. The sweary cunt never paid her anything else, though. Fucking disgraceful for Gordon Ramsay. And what else we got? Uh, let's do two more. We'll do two more. Messages coming in. Francis says, Many years ago, one of Glasgow's first new trendy bars opened in West Regent Street. It was called Hurricanes. I used to supply the bar with mixtapes in exchange for a quota of free booze. <clears throat> they did a cocktail of the week, which occasionally the owner, for a laugh, would allow myself and several other bams to invent. One meet... Myself and the late great Jake Black invented one. 
the ingredients of which included iron brew, vodka, grenadine, buckfast, and God only knows what else. Anyway, cue the Saturday evening, trendies arriving. A few of us sat with pints of fizzy lime green looking liquid and fruit with a wee cocktail umbrellas and straws. More than a few were ordered and all hell broke loose. Needless to say, we were never allowed to have our way with the cocktail of the week mix again. We called it the Depth Charge. Good name for a Buckfast cocktail, that. And um, and if we'll do one more, right? Okay, the final one. Messages come in for Chris Beatty, who says, The shit almost killed him during his alcoholic years, 1998 to 2009. However, he did get a good song out of it, called Death by Swally which you can get on the mighty Sparrowhawks Bandcamp page. And, yeah, also just to point out that it's not all fun and games. There's a dark side to Buckfast, so please get pissed responsibly if you are going to touch the stuff. I personally don't really drink Buckfast. I used to, I had a wee love affair with it when I was younger, and then I remember being sick once, and it was just, I thought it was blood. It wasn't, it was just, that's the way it looks, but it put me off it, and... I don't, I've never really drank it since. But as I'm getting older, I do appreciate a little bit of caffeine from now, now and again. If it's late at night and someone offers me a, a wee drink, I might take it. It's time for the main event. Greaves. Too many teas. Weedy. This is the Buckfast incident on the call that radio. I guess it started when the lights went out And everybody started running around in circles Trying to figure it out I could feel it Wedged in my ribs It felt freezing as my cold air blew out Danced through the evening paranormal Slowly being called to the gleam Where the ghosts gather nightly And sell the devil their dreams I observe Tales from the other side of the curb Holding concrete notepad Scribble down my words in the limelight This is what it's like to bleed ink Put your fingers in it Make me a picture of what you think Make it beautiful And make it look like love Make it hang from the heavens, make it break my trust Make it real, make it dangerous, make it out of the rust Make it passionate and impossible to touch It's forever, slowly resurrected from the dust When you understand it's everything inside of you, it's us You're all I've ever known So to my sleep you always got me running home Out full of roses on my blood and little bones My soul and Yeah, I spoke a whisper in the dark one night. Watch it take form in front of me. You mimic my life to seem natural. Especially watching its last breath like poetry. Watch as it clung to its own chest with a smile. Made out of broken pieces of towel. You can see the thoughts running. Chase them around for miles if you want it. People say that old road is haunted. If you travel on it long enough, you'll never get off it. You believe it. Cause everything is skewed when you see it. Then you process. Automatically think that you feel it. It automatically sticks to the brain. When the truth of it is standing outside. Playing cards in the rain. You would never beat the game it plays You can only turn around and lick the blood from your own switchblade It's forever, slowly resurrected from the dust When you understand it's everything inside of you, it's us You're all I've ever known So to my sleep you always got me running home Out full of roses, you're my blood and little bones My soul and open
Your imagination. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. No auto-tune needed. <laughs> you um, don't know, but... Could you, could you just introduce yourself just to get the levels right? Uh, yes, my name is uh, Oliver Twist. Yes. And I am from a musical called Oliver. And I just, no matter what, I just want a little bit more all the time. <laughs> Please, sir, uh, can I have some more? Who will buy? Who will buy? Who I- will... Who will who, buy who these will buy? beautiful roses? Is it is it is it is it, is it you work it out radio or you you call that you call that radio you call that what you call that what you call that radio you call, you don't know do you yeah exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it's amazing that's exactly what we want so right now I'm here we're in a, we're in an alley well we're in a stairwell a stairwell would you call it a stairwell a stairwell yeah I was going to say it's an alleyway but it's not really an alleyway at all it's got posters it's got stairs. Most yeah. alleyways don't have You've stairs. You've got a few alley cats. But we've got, so we've got all the way from, if you have next door to, is it Boris? <laughs> next door to Boris Johnson's house. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Camberwell, London. Yeah, okay. And then we've also got Greaves all the way from, well, you're, is it Seattle? Seattle, Washington, yeah. Seattle and various other parts of America as well in your yeah, journey. Lexa, yeah, Lexa from Seattle. Yeah, yeah. so you guys, too many T's and Greaves in the house. Have you been to Glasgow before? We have, yeah. We have, yeah, yeah. We played in this very venue two years ago. All right, bro. Oh, you've been here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've never been to Glasgow before. All right. Is this the first time in Glasgow? Glasgow, yeah. That's my first Gla- time. Gla- Glasgow. I've never been to the Glasgow before. <laughs> Glasgow. See, that's it. The way that Americans say it, it is Glasgow. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's Glasgow. A, and then the way... Everything's just a bit more pronounced. And, and oh, uh, England, you, what do you, how do you call it in, in, in London? What do you say? Glasgow. Glasgow. See, it's actually Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow, if you're in Glasgow, 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 these guys are actually on a tour. Yeah, yeah we're out and about, we're man. Really on it. But um, we've been in a van together, sniffing each other's wieners. Oh, it's the Canadian van, though. It's a big, big, nice van. Um, yeah, yeah, it's done 4,000 miles so far. Our tour manager, Philly's been uh, at the helm crashing, of the wheel. I mean, yeah, it. crashing it a few times. Just roadkill ev- Phil. Ev- roadkill <laughs> Phil. Every time, every time, like, he sets off, someone stood up in the back and gets thrown like, into the window or something. We've had a break in. It's been it's been excellent. But, but because roller coaster. Because because you are if I'm right in saying you are you are just rappers. So you, if they don't get the microphones, they can't really steal much of any worth from you. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you've got the bass guitar yeah. gets stolen, the drum kit gets stolen, yeah. the amps. You say that though, but you know a lot of a lot of music is produced on your computer now. Oh, and, and ah, you, don't, you don't leave the laptop in the, the in the laptop, van. Well, no, you, you wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, in oh, one no. gig, in one gig. Yeah, it did get left in the van. Oh, but there's no. all sorts of them there. There's, there's like there's there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, don't 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 tell everyone. Don't yeah. tell everyone you've got a tour dates out there. You we know, have a money printing machine in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gold, gold, gold watch collection. Observed, yeah. 
So, so when, it's, when did the, when did the tour start? Are you three quarters way through or something like that? Or? We're like two days till it's over. Yeah, two days till it's over. All right. We have, yeah, so Glasgow tonight and then Leicester tomorrow. Uh, Leicester. Leicester tomorrow. And then Lonedon. And then Lonedon. 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 So is that, is that deliberate? You end it just in London so you can just go home? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Well, that was our idea. Yeah. Yeah. Our idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could have ended it in Seattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure they do as well. Seattle looks amazing. We'll get him out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. How, so, uh, so you've never been to Scotland before, or is it just not Glasgow before? I've never been to Scotland before. Oh, I've, really? been, I've been over the oh. UK a little yeah. bit, but not as extensively as we have on this tour. Like, yeah. I've yeah. done Manchester, Brighton. Manchester's uh, good. London. Brighton's good. And I London think can that's be good. probably it. Wow. I think maybe I did Birmingham one time before yeah. we got broken into. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I thought you'd have definitely come to Glasgow or Scotland just for the whiskey. Yeah. yeah I wish I could have. Yeah. I never have time to do anything while I'm out here. Yeah. People are like, yeah. you get to see, you got to see Paris. I'm like, I ain't seen Burger King on a motorway. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I've done the touring myself, mate. Not, not as extensively as you guys. I don't, I don't know. Eat Burger King and McDonald's, and well, you're not going to eat that. But when you're on tour, you've been driving for ages. Yeah, and then no, the rest we, of the band start getting McDonald's. You're going to have a McDonald's. We don't eat McDonald's. No. Well, well, I say we don't. We, <laughs> we don't. We, we, we just don't, eat whatever fill can rustle up. No, no, no. Our DJ Savage Henry is not here. He's but, McDonald's uh, mad. He, he's McDonald's mad. He always has been, and he challenged himself. <laughs> Last night. <laughs> no one put it on him. No one put it on him. He challenged himself to eat eight burgers. I can't think I could eat eight burgers. Yeah. Eight burgers. <laughs> and we were like, why? That's why, sure? that's why he's a savage. So he is a savage. Yeah, he's a savage. Yeah. And he yeah, was, was it the 99 pence burgers or was he going for Big Mac burgers? Here? No, it was, it, was, it was just the, well, the that's single it. cheese. Right, I'm, not gonna, I'm, try, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. Yeah. Sort it out, man. Sort it out. Yeah, well, I, I, piece of shit. You know? Have savage you ever tried Scottish cuisine? We've got, you know, this, this is the bit where people, Scottish people listen back to the interview and go, don't do it, Mark, don't do it, Mark, and I'm going to do it anyway. Do it, and that man, is, do it. Have you have you tried Mars haggis. bar and butter? Oh, no, haggis, that's a myth. It's Mars bar and butter. That's all we eat. Mars yeah. bar and butter, yeah, yeah. I have. Deep I have fried Mars bars. I've had, I've had a deep fried Mars bar. Oh, I've had a deep fried Mars bar before. In, yeah. in, in, have in, you in, tried Buckfast? Have you had Buckfast? Oh, yeah. Buckfast, tonic wine. You've had a lot of Buckfast? Buckfast. Yeah. Buckfast. Buckfast. I've been a part of a few Buckfasts before. Yeah. <laughs> well, Buckfast tonic wine yeah, is um, it's made by monks and it's dr- it's uh, but it sells well in Coatbridge. What is it made? His out name's Wee D, and he's he's from the the Buckfast capital of the world, which really? is Coatbridge. So, well, what is what is it? It's like tonic oh, wine. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's tonic wine. They call it tonic wine. Uh, I don't know. What, if it's, I don't, I don't know how wine it is. Fortified tonic wine. It's fortified, it? yeah, tonic wine. It doesn't taste like fortified. Fuck you up, shit. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, is it like twenty percent, fifteen percent? It's like fifteen percent, but it's all the, fifteen point five, but it's cause of all the caffeine. the caffeine in it. But in fact, that's weed. You can hear he'll be he'll be high on the buck fast just now. So we'll, really, yeah, check yeah, him we out. We gotta try it while we're. We should watch Wee D, but we should just get a wee bit in in case we don't have time to speak to you later on because I know you'll be probably very busy. Yeah. What was the highlight of the tour so far? Um, the highlight of the tour so far, oh, seeing Sam's face last night after that seven burger, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Is that why he's not in Glasgow? Uh, yeah, no, he's just he can't get out of the van. He's just, <laughs> sat, he's just sat in the van, just feeling sorry for himself. 
Uh, okay, what's your name? What, what about the, the, the show? Bristol was was my Bristol. highlight. Yeah, so I got to play in a venue where I saw loads of my favourite um, rappers like growing. Uh, and okay, what about influences? Who who who? Any artists out there? Anything moments of harm that influenced you? As an to say, I can do that. I want to be a rapper. I want to be a writer. Uh, I mean, we did, we did some wicked shows with a, a band uh, called Deluxe. And just see, seeing their seeing their performance, like the way the way like at one point they all there was like a lot of them on stage. There was like a thousand people in the crowd, and they all came down off the stage and all got into the middle of the crowd and did this like real sort of like slow broken with a little like box cajon yeah. kind of like drum. It was just like you know when it's such a big stage to see something that so down to rap. earth. What? From what I understand, you said, have you had any inspiring no, it's just, it's my accent. No, it's just my accent. No, no, I went, I went and just going general. back to the start. Creeps, going back to the start. When, when did you say, I want to be a rap? Was it, a, was it an artist in particular that influenced you? Well, I mean, that 36 Chambers, like, from Wu-Tang was, like, this, like, pivotal, like, okay, I love this. Yeah. Like, it's, mm. like, not passing. You know, yeah. it's not, like, my... Older Sisters Naughty by Nature record. It's yeah. like, I love this. Yeah. And so then I started like getting kind of immersed in the culture and why I loved it. And, and, but still very much playing like the bench. And honestly, as like corny and cliche as it is, like, you know, we, we were getting like all the little Wu Tang B sides and stuff so we could rap over them, but we didn't know what we were doing because we didn't have an example of something that was maybe a little bit more realistic to the life that we were living. And um, when I discovered, I discovered this little CD at the skate park, and someone had like burnt it, but like I didn't know any of the shit on it because it was just like a random like you know it was like Tyler's skate mix or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like and he had left it, and it was chock full of a bunch of rhyme sayer stuff. Yeah, um, I just didn't know what it was Sick. because I didn't well, have you are anybody. Rhyme royalty yourself. Yeah, my idols became my peers, and, yeah. and I think that moment too in two thousand and nine when I put my name on that contract was also like a pretty like big that, validation. That is one of the That's coolest things yeah. even, yeah. even if it all stopped there and then, yeah. you achieved your goals. It was pretty cool. I, it, there was a lot going on at the time, so it was like hard to like notice it. But in hindsight, like looking back at it, yeah. it was like that was like. Such a pivotal moment. What, so, is it? Let's talk about pivotal moments. Has there ever been a gig that either of you guys have done where you've just been really enjoying it and you went, fuck yeah? Yeah. I know, probably, <laughs> yeah you always yeah. look that you're having fun. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure it happens often, but has there ever just like, maybe been, probably been, maybe made a bit more when you're younger, or, or does it not? Yeah. Or has there just been a time? Of, if it, you're quite in the big, big in the festival scene, you just get around. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel disappointed if we don't have one of those moments in the gig. Yeah. Do you mean like yeah, gig, yeah, yeah. gigs like you lose your mind for a moment, it's like you're lost in it. Yeah. Time stops and all of a sudden like the song's over and you're like, what the fuck yeah. just <laughs> happened? You were lost in that. It's moment. like time travel. I would say like to see you on the other side when I'm leaving yeah. the green room. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like a blackout, you know? Yeah, that's it, cause when, you come, when you come off stage, sometimes and it's sometimes difficult, people but... just saying great gig and then they people are obviously drunk. They are drunk. Then, then, you, meet, then you meet them about a year later, and they're like, "You don't remember me?" And you're like, "No, no, I was, I was, oh. I was in a different, I was somewhere else." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I say, what about bad gigs? Have you ever had a really bad gig where you're like, "That, oh my god, why did that happen?" Or yeah, I've done a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't know, yeah. Like, yeah, there where you learn. Where, where, yeah, that's, where, that's, where, where you learn, yeah. Where there's not enough people, or even on this tour, man, I, I've realised for the first time, like. Oh, it's hard to do six gigs in a row 
and like you know have a few drinks every night because we're, we're not used to touring as much as like, as Ben is. Um, but, but like, but we and we've done it. We've done touring and stuff, and it's and everyone knows it's knackering. But obviously, you get a little bit older, and it's like, oh shit, like you know, it's yeah. super high energy. But you, like, need, you, need, you need a couple of drinks after to relax because you've got all the adrenaline going. Yeah. This, this this venue sums out like today we need the hug. Not the pint. Yeah. <laughs> I always chalk up these bad shows, like the ones where you're like, God damn it. Uh, I, I don't really chalk that up to the crowd most of the time, unless it's like a super disrespectful crowd, which I don't think is ever the case because they're coming to see us, you know? So yeah. I kind of chalk it up to like the venue employees, yeah, like but, a bad attitude but, but in the venue. You by say the they're people coming to see you, there. but um, obviously on well, this tour they are, but what about you? I, I know that you've toured with T Pain and stuff. Was, I mean, that's a different crowd. So. But then, then I have to understand that that's not my crowd. Yeah, you so know, your, jo- so your job is to try and win a percentage of them over. I knew, I knew going yeah. into that 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 was going to be rough. Yeah. And the first couple shows, I just had like little kids just flipping me off in the front row, <laughs> and I didn't know what to say because when I started engaging them, I couldn't win. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's yeah. no way that I could win because yeah. they'd be like, "Whatever, fuck you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you something about pain. it." You know, <laughs> and like. I'm getting sunned by kids, and I, that sucks. So yeah. all of a sudden, that show's terrible. Wow. So I would come out with a bottle of whiskey every night in a bar stool and slam that fucking thing down like I was their stepdad coming home <laughs> at the end of the night. Yeah. And I would, I'd, I'd treat them like shit, yeah. and it worked yeah. perfectly. <laughs> it worked perfectly because yeah. I didn't give them any room you like to fuck out. around. So if you're yeah. if you're coming up in the wow. game right now, the best thing to do is just treat your treat audience like, like shit. shit. Treat them like shit. <laughs> and. and <laughs> You heard it here first. Okay, so what I think we'll do is we'll jump in and catch a bit of wee D. I want to hear you check out wee D because we can hear him in the background. This is a guy for Coat Bridge and, and hopefully we can get a wee bit more later on. If we can't, that's fine. So let's get the, the plugs out of the way. What is yeah. coming out and what can people buy if they're tuned in? I got a big thing coming out. Oh, <laughs> oh baby. Big things coming out tonight. Uh, yeah, we just released our album, La Femme Ill, came out two weeks ago. That's what the French yeah, collaborations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a couple of them, I need to check it out, man. Yeah, 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 it's a 12 track, that loves collaborations, came out two weeks ago. And then, um, yeah, us and Greaves just dropped a single together called Talk Talk. Yeah. Um, and that's what's just come out, so you can check it out on Spotify. And all yes, that, amazing. That. And Greaves, what, you get any, any albums on the way or... Yeah, man, I fucking I make albums all the time. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, I we just dropped a single together. It's called yeah. Talk Talk, and then uh, I put a, a EP out a couple months ago called The Collections of Mr. Nice Guy, um, and that's available everywhere. Cool. Um, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. Rhyme Sayers all the way. So, oh, yeah. uh, any final words of advice to the listeners? Uh, but I guess if you're in Scotland, get loads of Buckfest. Yeah. Buckfest. <laughs> yeah, Buckfest. Have a Buckfest buck buck and then buck hope fast. it doesn't lead to the Buckfest. Yeah, but Buckfest, Buckfest. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and if you are doing the Buckfest, you should probably clean it off if you go back into the front fest. Yeah. It's just kind of like an etiquette yeah. thing. It's an etiquette. That's a real nice... Scotland's not so big in etiquette, it's more of... <laughs> Buckfast. Yeah. I'm going to have a Buckfast, please. It's Thanksgiving, so clean it. So let's, let's, go, let's, let's go in and, and check out Wee D for Coat Bridge, Same. the Buckfast capital of the world. Let's do it, Mark. Nice Thank you very Thank much, you. man. Cheers, man. Too many teas and greaves. Peace.
only got the time for one last tune. You's up for that? Yeah. yeah. Now, I do something that's all those jokes are quite funny, but I want to do something that's quite serious because this happens to over five million Scots every year, man, um, and it impacts a lot of families and the mental health of a lot of people, um, and it's people getting their lighters taken and nights out, and I've had it personally. <laughs> And uh, you never know the mental impact that that can have when you take someone's lighter. Um, so I just want to do a song about awareness. This song's called Lighter Thief. So maybe you should tell me all about where this began. Okay. Take it. It all started in a cipher. I was rhyming deep reciting rhymes of pain and someone stood right at the side of me. I didn't know it then. Alright mate, how you doing? Alright mate, how's it going? It's Mark. Uh, I've just given you a wee phone. The, remember the Too Many T's Greaves gig you played? Aye, aye, aye. I mind that, aye. Yeah. Well, remember like we had that great chat after your set on the, the stairwell thing? Aye mate, that was without doubt the best chat in my life. Aye. It was a really good chat, man. It was an amazing chat. I thought like the banter was just flowing like from you. And I think even me, I think it was just like, it was like the probably the best interview I've ever done in podcast history. And then, but, so, yeah, thanks for that. Nice sweat, nice sweat, aye. Uh, so I'm editing the podcast just now, and I've got too many T's, I've got Greaves. It's coming together quite nicely. But I can't seem to find the interview we did. So it's like, it's what, so you can't find it, like you, you, you've, you've misplaced it, or you're, go, you're going to find it, it's on your computer. Well, I'm still not giving up looking for it, but it just seems like there's, it was like back in this, it was December or November or something, there's just been lots of podcasts since then, and I went through everything, and I found all the bits that happened before we spoke, and all the bits that happened after we spoke, but the bit that we spoke seems to be gone, I don't know if it was a, I think the battery maybe, maybe the battery cut out, or... Yeah, hey, that's a fucking pain in the ass, Mark. I mean, you, your, your job is to not be fucking incompetent ninety percent of the time, man. And it's well, just an and you can't seem to even do that. I mean, well, it wasn't ninety percent. I was, I got ninety percent of the the night done. Ninety percent is done, but it was just that ten percent. We talked probably it was probably the best bit. It was probably my favourite bit, but it's gone now. Well, that's fucking great. That isn't it? So. Well, uh, I, still, I, still, I, I fucking done me. There's a, there's about there's about ten seconds of 
of your setting in the podcast, though. And I right. thought I'll give you that thirty minutes are done. There's there's maybe ten seconds that you that you got so, everyone else. What what was the question? Why do we why do we just recreate the the moment on the stairwell? Just recreate it and. I'll record it and I'll just say that we'll just we'll just try and recreate the magic. Because it was good. Yeah, okay, so just gonna need to make it sound as legitimate as possible. So like see if you've got any dogs or anything in the background. Don't we don't want any dogs barking? I've got like a a dog spooky toy that somebody could have brought along a no, that's no, that's I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you someone could have brought the squeaky toy into the pub, and if the, you hear a hoover in there, I suppose someone might take a hoover at the pub. Well, pubs need a hoover as well, you know. What of I mean? course, aye, aye. So right. I'm just worried about the the Office Affair podcasting because they've they've pulled me up before for telling lies in my podcast. So I'm just what I don't want them catching on to this because if they catch on about it, you just need to be clever about it. Yeah, so we'll just we'll just pretend we're on the stairwell, right? And um, so let's go back to that night. When was it? Do you remember the date? Was this November or December? I think it was December, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a busy it's a busy month, isn't it? So let's ah. go back to that. It's right. it was it was freezing. Uh, it's, it was fucking Baltic, and it was it was dark, very very early. Um, so I, I remember that about December. I remember that quite distinctively. Yeah, I remember it being really dark in December as well. So, right, cool, we're in that place. It's really dark. You've just played a banging set and too many T's and Greaves are about to take to the stage. I think it's Greaves that came on after you. So That's Greaves, right. So what's ended up happening is now we've just been talking about, I've just been explaining Buckfast to them. So Aye. I've Aye. been explaining about Buckfast and they'd never heard the Buckfast. In fact, they kept on like making jokes calling it Buckfest. And... Uh, I didn't really know what they meant, but listening back to the podcast, that's what they're saying. They're saying buttfest. So I don't know if they were like taking the piss at us, or, 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 or I mean, us as in Scotland, or they're just having a bit of laugh. You know what I mean? I don't know. But they they ended up the too many teas went and got the buckfast. And what's coming up next in the podcast is it's a John Greaves set. Too many teas went to the shop, got the bucky, and then turned up with the buckfast. It, too much hilarity. Everyone was drinking Buckfast on stage, and then then the people in the crowd were loving it because the crowd crowd loves crowd loves like Americans drinking Buckfast. Do you know what I mean, Kenny? Aye, of course, man. Aye, I remember that quite distinctively too. So we don't we don't want to be talking about that yet because that's not happened yet. They're about to have Buckfast, but we don't know that yet. We, so we, we don't we, want to talk we, about anything that's happened in January or February either. Forget about Christmas. Maybe we could talk about how we're looking forward to Christmas. Aye, we could we could talk a wee bit about that. We could talk about who knows when the fuck Brexit's going to happen and shit like that. Yes, I keep it nice and topical with that. We don't know if it will happen. You know what I mean? As if it happens, so we could talk. Aye. We talk about Brexit and just like see when I ask you, like maybe I'll ask you a question. Like, have you got any plans for um, the future? You could maybe just say stuff that you did in January, in February, and then it'll just look like you you know you did exactly what you said you were going to do. Makes me look like a good forward planner, I like it. Right, okay, cool. Right, okay, let's just do it. Right, okay. You call that radio. You call that radio. Right, um, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, stairwell's really quite busy. People... Oh, look who it is. That's that guy. I've seen him before. That's, that's that guy. BD, how you doing, man? That, that was an amazing set. You just played at the Hug and Pie, just a few yards through that door down the stairs. Aye, through, through that door right there. Um, yeah, aye, man. it was fucking, it was great. It's great, man. Door. It's great to be it's here in the moment. Um, there's somebody's brought a dog in here. That's fucking weird. Um, that's, that's, that's fucking mental, man, isn't it? You're allowed dogs in pubs, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the West just, End. It's the West End. December because it's cold and dark outside, so they're quite they're quite open to that. Yeah, um, the dogs, yeah, have, the dogs, dogs have all had their jabs and everything. So these are the fanciest dogs that you've ever fucking seen in your life. These dogs in the West End. So these these like dogs. These aye, good dogs. So aye, that was a good set, man. Really enjoyed it. Love getting it's up dogs. there. It's what? Brew dogs. Sorry, I was just still talking about the dogs. Let's go back to your set. Let's go back to your set. Yeah, amazing set, man. We were just the, the I, I was we just um, played the audience there a bit of uh, lighter thief, the lighter thief song. Aye, man. So it's it's weird that set seems like it was that brew dog again. That set seems like it was three months ago, uh, despite the fact that it just happened. It's just been such um, crazy getting caught up in the crowd since then. But it's yeah, man, it was really good to get up there. Good energy in the crowd, from what I can remember. Can, can it be a December night in Glasgow? Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye, exactly, mate. So, um, aye, just just uh, really good to see. I'm looking forward to Greaves and what he'll do, and what, maybe what he will or won't drink on stage and shit. I don't know. Yeah, right, you know. Uh, well, I was explaining to them about Buckfast, but they don't have any Buckfast yet. But apparently they might have... They were, well, I, I don't think they're going to go to the shop and buy Buckfast, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe we should do that, but... Yeah, I think, I think that you would be some sort of psychic if that did happen. That'd be very impressive. So, I'd be very surprised you know. if that happened, but you never know. So, was, speaking of Buckfast, I, rem- I remember talking to you before. Not Not... Not in December, I mean, like, if this is December, but I mean before, and you were telling us a little bit about Buckfast. What, what do you know about Buckfast? Well, do I know about Buck? I know that Buckfast is, that Coat Bridge is the number one consumer of Buckfast in the world. And like like most people that come over here, um, like Greaves, obviously, he's from Washington and wants to see the sights of Glasgow. So I've told them all about the sights of Glasgow, like, the, the time capsule in Coat Bridge and the Drumpelia Lock in Coat Bridge and the Summerlee Heritage Museum in Coat Bridge, all the stuff that people come to Glasgow to see. And he was really excited about that and Buckfast, which of course Coat Bridge is the number one consumer in Buckfast in the world. So we take that quite seriously. We're quite we're big on our Buckfast diet, man. Um, you know, we take that very proudly. We drink that more than more than water or knowledge. So aye, that's uh, we love our Buckfast. Yeah, I mean it's uh, Buckfast is it's. I mean, people say that it's not the healthiest thing for you, but I would say it's not the worst. There's there's got to be worse things out there than Buckfast. Like acid, like I would, I would have, I would have a bottle of Buckfast before I'd have a bottle of sulfuric acid because that would just be stupid to have a bottle of sulfuric acid. Would you not agree? Absolutely, agree with that. I agree with that. And what's um, what what did you what do you think of the the too many teas and greaves performances that you haven't seen yet? Did you? Did well, you I know you've not seen them yet, but how do you rate these performances? Well, I think I'm going to really enjoy it. I think I'm going to um, 
really listen to the music and probably have about four or five pints in the space of uh, too many tea set and go out for a, a cigarette break about maybe four times because it's a really long set. And, and when I'm, I'm outside, I know it's probably going to rain a little bit, but I'm going to be okay with that because I know that the door's right there um, if I want to go back inside. So, yeah, as I said, I'm looking forward to four or five pints, a couple of cigarette breaks. Um, and and the ambiguity and, and the suspense of what song they're going to play next. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that I'll. Uh, I'm hoping that I'm not going to lose any of this footage, and hopefully, I'm not going to drink anymore. And if I do drink, then it's just because I've not eaten much today that I end up getting a wee bit drunk. But well, because the Buckfast incident, you know, where you lose your footage with the Buckfast like, incident. Fast incident, like I lose Capaldi at the Brits. Oh, no, 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 that's not happened yet. <laughs> that's not happened yet, man. I think he's nominated for a Brit Award, but whether he wins or drinks Buckfast, that's that's not till February, man. It just sounds like something they might do in February, but February's a long way off. Like, but that time, this footage will be out and not lost. Um, because if you did lose it, then, of course, it'd be completely unethical to recreate it. And, and I know you're all about your ethics and, and podcasting. So, um, Absolutely. Yeah, Sorry about that. Fair, yeah, well, I mean, I have a lot of respect for the Office of Fair Trade in the podcast, and they, um, they, you know, they keep it, they make sure that everything's legit. And this is definitely December. This happened, and uh, Lewis Capaldi. Good luck at the Brits if he wins it. But I mean, that is, this is this is age. That's in February. We're um, well, I'm, I'm looking at about Christmas, man. What about you, man? Christmas, Christmas. You looking forward to Christmas? I'm looking forward to Christmas. I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to getting up at 7.42 in the morning um, because that's the time I wake up at every Christmas with the kids and uh, yeah, see, seeing the, the huge disappointment in my face at not getting the presents, I, I told them I would get them, so um, it's always a fun time of the year, um, it's going to be great um, and, and hope, hopefully we have a white Christmas this year who knows, it could happen you really no way to tell I could get you a white uh, you call that radio mug for next year I mean this year Maybe they, that, maybe they'd like a mug. Yeah, so like, to, yeah, that would be great if you could do that. And I'll tell you in, in February if, if I'm still using it. Have you got any plans coming up for January and February? I'm thinking about starting a new, uh, a new, a new, I don't know, a new Sutton um, with music, Sutton that's music orientated, a project. So I'm probably going to lay down the first three tracks a few days before whatever. Uh, date in February that Lewis Capaldi did or didn't or maybe will uh, drink uh, Buckfast at the Brits um, so I'll kick that off at you know sometime in February but as for January I'm just going to sit in the solace and warmth of complete um, you know mind crushing poverty um, from, from Christmas so that's going to be fun oh, That'll be great man I hope wish you all the best for that I hope that, that goes well for you and uh, yeah uh, thank you. We'll have a Merry Christmas. You too, and a happy 2020. Oh, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll see you, man. I'll see you. We're just, you're going to need to watch Greaves and so am I. So uh, I'll get you in there in five minutes. I'm just yeah. nipping out for... He'll be opening the door, going for a, a cigarette break, the door to this stairwell. And I, don't I, will smoke, mate. I don't smoke, so I'll, I'll go the other way. You, okay. That, that'll go that way, and I'll see you, I'll see you um, for Greaves. And then, then too many teas, and then have a merry Christmas if I don't see you in the in the mosh pit. 
See you there, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. It's alright with my bag here. It's still a beer. Hello? Hello? Who's this is uh, Harold Arbuthnet from the Office of Fair Podcasting. Is that Mark Altra? Altreed? Sorry, you, you, it's you again. It's you again, Luke. Uh, is it yourself we spoke to before, Mark? I think, this is the, I think you've got the wrong number. I don't know who you guys are. Well, you see, this doesn't technically work on numbers. We are very, very cute with the, the way that we um, contact individuals. I can assure you we have the right information. Um, I'm calling uh, again... Once again, uh, from the Office of Fair Podcasting, because um, our my little gurus have once again detected a breach of subsection 3, paragraph L, of the protection from lies and inexcusable disinformation in podcasting policy, or PLIDIP for short, Mark. Uh, I, I think I you know what that means. What have I done? I don't know what I've done. I don't know. I've just tried yeah. a podcast for too many T's and Greaves and WeD. Um, we're just... Uh-huh. It's all uh, it's just a podcast, you know. I was I was at the gig. I'm just talking about the gig. That's it. Yes. That, that, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. Unfortunately, wrong. unfortunately, Mark, it is our belief that that is lies, and that you weren't actually at the gig at the time in question, and that you have made a uh, how shall we say a falsity of the situation and pretended to your audience once again uh, of information that is not true. Can not. On, uh, could I maybe refresh your memory to the Buckfast incident? The Buckfast incident, yeah, that's because we were all drinking Buckfast at the at the gig. Because Dweedy's from Copebridge mm-hmm. yeah. and the Greaves is from um, Seattle and he had some Buckfast. Too many teams are from London, they had Buckfast. We all had Buckfast and I, I lost a bit of uh, audio and stuff, but that, that was the Buckfast incident. I see. Um, Mark, are you feeling okay? You, you sound quite erratic there uh, i have to be honest and you know um I, I feel that you're uh, trying to i'm offended i'm offended i'm not erratic i'm offended i'm offended you know what i mean what that is the book fast instant what book fast instant are you talking about well i'm talking about one that perhaps uh recent events uh, may have been referred to uh from certain celebrities on national television that would have only occurred after Oh, right, okay. You're, you're talking about, oh, yeah, um, the, 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 I can't, actually, I don't know who you're talking about. Who, who, what, what? Well, I wouldn't mention any names for uh, the sake of shaming individuals. Who's Capaldi uh, drinking Buckfast at the Brits, right? Yeah. Well, that's, that, that, well, that's in favour. I can't either confirm nor, nor deny that, Mark. See, the thing is, we have detected this issue. And once again, I'm going to have to remind you that that is in breach of policy. And as such, I'm going to have to ask you to retract the statement publicly. So that's... Uh, well, I, I'm at the gig. I'm actually at the gig just now. It's still December. Where I am, it's still December. I'm at the gig. Basically, I've interviewed too many T's and Greaves. I've caught a bit of weedy. Mm-hmm. I've spoke to weedy in the stairwell, yes. and now I'm and now I'm walking. I'm walking down yes. the stairwell. Paul, I'm talking to you. I'm walking down the stairwell to catch a bit of Greaves. Well, can you hear him? If if you are 
able to uh, defy said laws of physics, would you perhaps put VD on the phone with me so that I can uh, ask him himself? Oh no, he's out having a cigarette, and I am. I don't I'm smoke. Sure we're all aware of I the mobile phone capability. I'm I've just started biting my nails instead. Once you've got a hobby, it's easy to quit smoking, so I don't smoke anymore. I'm done with it. Well, I just bite uh, my nails. We, we, so we, we can't for tat on this until until Christmas next year. But quite frankly, what I'm going to do is issue you with a mandate to retract that statement. No, if no, you wish to appeal, you can do so. Mate, I've got to go, man. I've got to go. It's nearly Christmas. It's nearly Christmas. Can uh-huh. you hear Greaves in the back? Well, I hope to hear from you very soon, Mark. Yeah. We're in the hugging pain. We're in the hugging pain. And this is Greaves playing right now. This is Fair Podcast. Oh, I do Fair Podcast. Surely not a dead cat. Surely not a dead cat. I mean, it's probably in a live cat. Yeah, it's definitely dead. So, we are backstage. Graves is killing it. Yeah. And you've just got a bottle of Buckfast that we spoke about earlier on. Yeah. So, are you going to... Update, right? You're going to take him... We're going to take it to him to get our drink it on stage. The crowd will go mental for that. Yeah. That's how you you get the crowd going, mate. Well, maybe we should save it for ours, then. No, but he could could do it for yours as well. Yeah. Because people... You get two bottles from... Wait, wait, wait. The Scottish crowd will always love that. Yeah. <laughs> I fast, it's like, just pretend it's your first sip, that's the trick. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Just it, like, this will be his first sip. Yeah, but, yeah. but they don't notice, right, right, the, the podcast people heard that. But they don't know that could be me. No, he doesn't know it's his first sip, yes, but we're yeah, actually going to give it to him. Yeah, so but then he can give you your All first right, sip. Come on then. So, so we're backstage at the Hug and Pine. Greaves is on stage, absolutely slaying it. But we're killing it even more. We just went, we just went to the shop next door and we found a little bottle of Supreme Buckfast, aka it? the how, finest how you, tonic how wine. You the taste? It's banging, yeah. yeah. It's sweet as it's hell. Got some caffeine as well. If you're on tour, it's going to give you that wee upper. All right, okay. Right, okay. That's why. That's why the percentage isn't that high. But it's stronger than you think, so don't go easy on it. Cause get, get your fuck fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get your, get your, get your fuck fast gets you fucked fast. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> You've heard of right, uh, brandy gets you randy, but oh, fuck yeah. fast gets you fucked fast. <laughs> Butt fast. Okay, okay, okay. Long days. Oh, break eye contact. I'll never come. Compadre. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Buttfest! This is shit! I've never had this in my life, I've just been 
need to drink this. keyboard player and his one of his producers I've been working with him for the past three and a half years or so and can I just say it was such an amazing it's such an amazing life setup for hip hop because it's expensive to get a full band and stuff like that but yeah. it's also quite boring if there's a batting track and it's also quite boring if it's just a DJ a laptop DJ and what I think he's done amazing was had the background music your backing vocals were amazing and the thank key you. playing was thank absolutely you. fantastic thank you so just, you just locked in there needs to be a live element to it I think that there's like a there's a happy middle ground in these days because uh, it's really expensive to bring around a live band like you were just saying yeah, exactly. you know like yeah. everyone everyone while you're on the road then that makes it be like okay well now it costs us this much to be on the road per day now it costs us this much to be on the road yeah. per day and it gets more and more expensive yeah. so with the two of us it it allows us to get a lot more aggressive about what types yeah. of shows we play go out and play shows that we maybe couldn't accept if we had a full band yeah, absolutely. um but also we we definitely try and keep that that live atmosphere and anything that i can play live on the keyboard i try and play because i i want to stay busy too you yeah. know like i am launching the tracks um and that is uh, you know like yeah that's one thing, but like um, I'm not scratching like Sam is yeah, or the two exactly, meaties yeah. are doing like a classic DJ setup in any means. So like, so it's um, when you were doing it earlier on, you were you, you played, you did a good, you did quite a tough bit, and then, then there was a song that kicked in, and the beat kicked in, and you just went for a wee dance, and it looked like you did yeah. that dance. It was yeah. towards the end. It was like that's well, something like, that dance. You weren't faking that dance. That was going. I remember this beat. This is my, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just, just feeling that. I'm just yeah. feeling that, man. And like that's like a it's. That's always the easiest to do when you have a good crowd that's energetic. Like yeah. we had tonight, we had some people who were enthusiastic, and we got noise from the crowd, and we got like, like when you feel like they're there for you too, then it's so yeah. easy to be there for the crowd. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so easy to give all your energy to the crowd if they're giving anything back to you, if they're giving some stuff back to you. I can't, I can't you. believe you've never played Glasgow before, man. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Glasgow is, is it's actually it's a tough place to crack and it's also an easy place to crack because everyone goes away and tells 20 people that they went to a night I mean they so seem like the a great time, crowd yeah, yeah. No, everyone was really enjoying it so it's, you couldn't it's a drinking culture yep. but a music culture as well 
Well, I mean, we're a bunch of drinkers too, so we fit right yeah, into well, that. Well, speaking of that, the Buckfast. So, yeah. So basically, we, I, I mentioned Buckfast. That's interesting, it's good. <laughs> I mentioned Buckfast in the earlier podcast, and then two minutes went to the shop and found it. I didn't tell oh, you that. Oh, shit. And then, they, then they provided it on stage. Yeah. It seemed like you were enjoying it up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a very interesting flavor. It's got like a little bit of like a wine, a little bit of kind of like a digestif or like more like aperitif kind of like that that very distinct taste to it um but then it's a little bubbly too and it's caffeinated it's like uh, it's like everything yeah. <laughs> i mean it's kind of nice it's like do i get diabetes or do i like die in the street it is a fun this is why we travel right <laughs> To get shit faced in different places. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna cut a song because my voice has been hurting me, but I feel like now we're drinking this wine, and I've like opened two bottles of single malt scotch in the back, and we should just say fuck it, right? We should just do this. So if it sounds a little weird, that's your fault. You know, that's all on you. Your ears are fucked. My shit, I sound like a goddamn motherfucking baby angel. Steady wildin' on the edge Chasing like a round in circles Tryna decompress my head I feel it getting tense Choose to break my breath Spread it round Take my every single thought Into this pen Tie it down Ask the truth to me You should see it's all that ever held How my shadow grows together When I knocked it off the shelf Into the blackness Tripping over broken hearts and homes Getting cold enough to turn That kid inside of me in stone I admit Cause I was never taught to keep it up So they don't the later you get into a tour, the more that you need to like fill your body full of caffeine before you play the shows, and the more you need to do that because like um, it is repetitive. Like the crowds make it different every night, so like you get different crowds, you get different. Like, well, you have to do, you have to perform every night, and you have to like be smart about like not getting too drunk and not yeah. getting fucking blacked out drunk. What's and not, and what's not being, that? How do you find the line? Well, you just learn, you know, like, you just learn from making mistakes. You learn from feeling like you're too drunk on stage and not feeling like you can play as best yeah. as you can, and that's really frustrating. Yeah. And the thing that really goes for me when I when I feel like I'm too drunk on stage is not my ability to play, it's my ability to interact with the audience. Yeah. So, like, um, I feel like I need to spend my, my time looking at my keyboard and making sure that I'm not going to fuck up yeah. versus, like, being able to not look at my keyboard, play the entire set without looking, and yeah. look at the audience and connect with the audience Absolutely. and have a better experience with the audience because that's really what it's about. Because otherwise, I can go play this shit in the Ooh. in the in the basement somewhere, and yeah. like otherwise, what's the difference? It's yeah. like like we're here to interact yeah, with these people. We're here to meet new people phone, every night. These songs are a talented guy, so you should be able to play it in your sleep and enjoy the crowd. One hundred percent. And if you're hungover or drunk, then you've got to focus on that. Well, and and you've got the day. Actually, you've got the day to recover. And, and also, the, the hardest bit of touring for for I think everyone would agree is the waiting around. So you've just got to wait about all day for this show that you can't yeah. even enjoy. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. The, the well, I mean, like you know, like you wake up early in the morning, you get into the van, you drive all day in the van while you're in the van you're probably chugging water and you're recovering yourself by the time you get to the venue you're feeling fine again and yeah. you might be a little tired but you're not feeling hungover at least anymore then you can load in do all that stuff and then by the time it comes time to play again 
have a couple beers and a little yeah. sip of whiskey or whatever yeah, and then yeah. it's like you know you kind of reset yourself it's not necessarily the healthiest lifestyle <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not the no. healthiest lifestyle but like um but it's, no it's, a, it's, it's a really of... fun lifestyle you know and i don't intend to do it until yeah, i'm well, old I, mean, I just uh i just want to do it while i'm young and i can yeah. enjoy it well that's what i try and do to myself is like I put myself through the hungover sound check. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. well, you fucking brought it on yourself. So just do the yeah. fucking sound check. You feel a bit yeah. of shit. Yeah. And then usually when the support act comes on, yep. it's time to crack a beer open and, and yep. just start relaxing a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that um, I think that, that hangovers are more difficult, especially for like, like, like hangovers are are as difficult as you make them. If you force yourself to get out of bed and start doing stuff, yeah. you're you're gonna get rid of your hangover yeah. way sooner. If like you're just at home and you just let yourself sit back and wallow yeah. in your yeah. own sadness, hey, yeah. then well, then then you're just gonna keep that that hangover going. You go, so if you tour, go on holiday to a warm country in Scotland, if you go on holiday, you drink late at night and you wake up the next day and you just go for a walk in the sunshine yep and you feel okay yep you feel you okay because you, you some, because you make yourself get out there and yeah, start doing yeah. stuff again and like what? and like we have to wake up and I take a shower and then I get in the van and I might take a little nap after we get in the van and then I wake up again and I feel like I'm done with my, hung, well, also, I think my hangover I, I, I think and ready to load in and do that drunk before you go on stage is, is not only is the show worse for yourself and for the audience but you don't get the adrenaline rush so see if you do a gig sober or semi-sober you get that you know a wee bit of nerves yeah well if you get drunk you're going to numb yourself to the nerves which is good but also it's bad because it numbs you to all the good stuff that comes from nervous energy turning into exploding into I agree. a positive thing i agree i think that i think that um when i when i was first touring with greaves for a long time i used alcohol as a way to calm my nerves and now i use it more as just a way to try and like amplify my yeah. energy yeah. because uh, when I first did it I I did get nervous but I've I've played I've played um, so many hundreds of sets with him you know like yeah. I've 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 done it in so many places under so many conditions hundreds? over how long with you know with 10,000 how long have you been doing that for about three and a half years now three and a half years and yeah. hundreds in three and a half years oh yeah yeah in we've been really 10, busy Sorry, we've been really yeah I mean like you know in front of 10,000 and in front of 15 people and like yeah. you learn how to play both the shows and you learn how to play them the same way and you appreciate the 15 person shows for what they are because that shit's fun like I like small groups and Ben and I just almost treat it like a comedy show it's a white party like everybody dresses up in white and like marches down the street and I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> white linen party yeah no but but you you gotta understand we had no idea what the fuck they were talking about they just explained it that way and we we're like wait we're playing this i was like about to speed dial my agent being like what the fuck send a helicopter we need to get out of here but yeah it just turns out it's a bunch of people in white t-shirts just getting drunk in the street yeah yeah no it wasn't like yeah i know it was alarming at first me being like the only other white guy on tour, I was like, shit, guys, I'm super sorry. I don't know where I you. Guys, this isn't me. This isn't me. I swear to God, I didn't know anything about this. So that's weird that there's like 20 people here and one of them's from Texas when I decided to talk shit about Texas. Texas, <laughs> uh, Well, Seattle's pretty cool, too. That's where I'm from. It's kind of like here. It's rainy and covered in green stuff. Very similar. Except our weed's legal. 
Your wife is Seattle? <laughs> Chief Seattle? <laughs> Where's she at now? Is she here? Hey, baby. I like. I literally can't see shit. I would have, no, I hope you believe me. Anyways, this is weird. <laughs> They're like, this fucking guy should be playing music around now. I fucking agree with you. I had something I wanted to say about the UK, but it just got weird because... Texas. Because Texas, yeah. There's, <laughs> she's like, hey, why don't you go fuck yourself? Texas is all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thousand people might as well be a thousand yeah, well, people. Well, exactly. Once pass you get a thousand, thousand people, people yeah, pass a thousand people, then it's all the same, you really. You can't yeah. see the crowd, you know what I mean? You can't. You can't. You can feel the You can feel the energy, Yeah. you know, which is where, like... 10,000 people who are really there for you yeah. is like an insane feeling but it's like it's too so that, easy so, so, it's what's too the, easy what's the best gig what's the best gig you played with Greaves in uh, well I mean we did Soundset which was like 40,000 but like what's um, the best one though but that wasn't um, what's the one that you got that feeling of a big crowd into it Red Rocks was amazing yeah we played at Red Rocks with uh, Atmosphere and then we also just played wow. with um, Atmosphere in this brand new venue that's in Denver can't remember what it's called but it's like an indoor amphitheater basically it's yeah. absolutely beautiful the facilities are amazing like everything is really really good about that venue yeah. um and uh that was to i don't know i think eight eight thousand or something like that can fit in that venue and they they did two nights just with a bunch of rhymesters acts and it was such a blast man wow. but the thing is is like you're kind of set up to succeed on crowds like that yeah, well, when you i mean rhymesters are huge Hold up. I got plans for this. You want some of this butt fest? Take a little butt fest. Put a little butt fest in your mouth. Come on. Come on, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Come on, you want this. Yeah, you just put it in. Yeah, just put it in your mouth. Just put it in your mouth. Just, just put it in your mouth. Not rest. like, don't down the bottle. You strike me as a as a fellow that might put that all the way inside you. And I just, you know, like, <laughs> I just thinking maybe is he about to drop trout? He's dropping trout. Start don't on the narrow the end. Start on the narrow end. Take like a two second pull. One. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got something to prove. Two. There we go. Damn. He's a big boy, everybody. Damn, Jesus Christ. Well, someone better keep an eye on him. <laughs> Jesus, I don't even know where this came from. Hey, was I supposed to drink all this? No, it happened. No use crying over spilled butt fest. I don't believe in cutting corners, only like a scar on the face. Stand tall where they're taking the golden and last place. Not really the one to give God praise, but if you got the gospel, tell me how it tastes, hallelujah. Biting on the bowl of his strength. Man, I'm a long distance runner, sucker, vomit if it ain't, yeah. It's not a matter of whether or not you can play, but a scale of if you give a fuck enough to make them stay, lay it down. Separate the men from the mice. Another body's on the halogen lights, risen his life once. What the hell will make you think? You can judge another person. Loving something so much it hurts his stuff, make them, Um. So who's your favorite act for Rhymesayers if I'm not putting you in the spot? What do you like? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not saying anyone's better than anyone, but what's your 
prefer, you know, personal favorite? Or what are you listening to? Now? I really, uh, I mean, I really like watching everyone's sets. I think everyone's sets are great, and I've I've gotten the privilege to play with everyone quite a few times. Is that, to get is to hear their sets. Control I think that I think that's something that I really like, and something that's really original and kind of different um, is Dem Atlas, who we went on tour with on the the first tour that I ever went on was with Dem Atlas, um, and um, he's a really interesting dude. He's like an interesting dude to tour with, um, but he's he's got a heart of gold, yeah. um, and and there's just something that's really um, um, just kind of nice and innocent about the guy when you're hanging out with him. That uh, kind of translates to his music too, and the way that he puts himself out there when he plays his music, and his his influences, which is a bunch of punk rock music and a bunch of shit like Nirvana. Yeah. Is really really prevalent in his music, and he's like he's kind of like a rock star rapper, and kind of does that well. And I always really enjoyed watching his set. And every time that I see him again, it's like, you know, when you get to tour with people like this, it's like yeah. it's like seeing an old friend. It's you a, don't spend all a, that much time with him, but you get to know him so well in this short amount of time. That our listeners who might not know of him should check out to get into this guy. Oh God, what's this fucking album that we were on tour with him? It's called. Um, God damn it, I need to look it up. Well, while you're doing that, Phil. Yo. Let's um, get a wee chat for you. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, earlier on, earlier on, I mean, you've obviously got the hardest job of everyone. No, I have the easiest job of everyone. Do you no, he, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, he has the hardest job. I'm, I'm, here for, I'm not, just here for the ride. There's not a swinging roundabout, so sometimes it's the hardest job, sometimes it's the easiest job. Depending on what day it is. These guys are all very easygoing, so they're, they're <laughs> yeah. a pleasure to be with all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh, no, of course, of course. But, I mean, just like, you've got to, you've got to drive. I do have to try. Just, that, just you've got to have that. You know, we're talking about earlier on about the the bit where you, the line you don't cross. You've got to have that line that you don't cross. Well, he he's I'm, lazy. I'm I'm super sober, so I'm like the boring you're, you're, one. You're, you're, you, don't, you don't drink. No, I do occasionally. I mean, I've had a nice little spit of single like, malt here yeah. because. Uh, <laughs> but I am like, I am driving like uh, six of us around, so I've got yeah. I've got six well, lives that, that, in my hands, and I'm a bad enough driver as it is. He'll tell you. So yeah, yeah I, t- <laughs> well, I take it very easy, and, and I get us to the new place. Alive, Roadkill Phil. Someone told me that. Roadkill Phil. Is that fear? No, no skill, Phil. No skill. <laughs> I'm fucking driving rappers about. They must just be rhyming your name all the time. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, what's been your favourite part of the tour? What's been your highlight so far? Um, like here's really good because it's also the first time like I've been around uh, Europe and stuff. So uh, this is the first time. Uh, that we've been in a place that I haven't been on the tour. Yeah. Um, it's so my first ever time from, in Glasgow. You got to drive from England to Scotland. It's your first time in Glasgow? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Up in the highlands, and we're like, 
Holy shit, this is two hour drive away. I've always wanted to go up there. I've always wanted to check out Scotland. Um, and I and I really want to spend time in Ireland and yeah, see Ireland. Ireland. Ireland's amazing. Um, that's something that I've really never gotten to do. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm I'm I mean most of my most of my family is like a, I'm a I'm a high percentage of Irish descendants. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And I, I mean like not that that really means anything now that I've had three like... generations of people out there. It's not like that means shit. <laughs> Still fucking American. But uh, what could uh, be worse again? Is all the Irish just end up joining the police or becoming in Donald Trump's cabinet? You've actually uh-huh. one of the Irish that's done a good thing and going to hip hop yeah. and made good music and you yeah. can play the yeah. keys yeah. like fuck in a good well, way, well, man. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a Buckfast incident for you. Why? Why did I see that? Did you just hear that? That just wrapped up. The interview, rapid, total conversation killer. We're talking about the rolling hills and mountains of the Scottish Highlands. Having a nice conversation. And Pants, Pants is his real name, by the way, Pants. I, didn't, I thought I'd misheard it, but it's, he's called Pants. Lovely guy, fantastic musician. He mentions he's got Irish family. And I start talking about how it's... Good he became a musician and not a police officer or a right-wing politician. Absolute cringe material. Why? Why did I say that? Well, the reason I I said it is because the night before or or a few days before it, I'd listened to a Blind Boy podcast. And he was talking about the civil rights movement. And he mentioned something quite interesting about how a lot of Irish joined the police in, in America. And lots became right-wingers in politics. And, you know, you get Fox newscasters with Irish names and stuff like that, with O'Reilly and all that. And I thought that was quite interesting. And Blind Boy is Irish. I'm kind of Irish. I've got Irish family too. Why didn't I just say that? Why didn't I just say, oh, I have got Irish family too, instead of... Oh, it's good you became a musician and didn't end up in Donald Trump's cabinet. Donald Trump's cabinet, what was I thinking? And quite rightly, Roadkill Phil's like, yeah, I think we'll just wrap it up there. Pants is like, yeah, good idea. Yeah. Killed it stone dead. That was the end of that interview. And then we went and watched Too Many Teas, that's it. I made it in this with a hangover. This is not easy, but I'm doing this for the Patreons who are probably enjoying listening to me make an arse of it. This is why I don't drink Bucky. Back to the show. Um, Ireland has got the bit. Scottish accent's good, but Irish accent's better. Irish accent's kind of, yeah, 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 it's cute. It's great. I think yeah. Ireland wins. I think Ireland does win. <laughs> Scotland. Scotland, Are you going to catch some flack for saying that? No, no, I think Scotland, I think everyone agrees that Wales is better than England, Scotland is better than Wales. There's no better Ireland's than. a wee bit better than There's Scotland. no better than. It's no, all it's not. Should it's we check the rest of yeah, the sorry, sorry, yeah, man, absolutely sorry. Getting carried away, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's even worse than I first thought. So not only have I probably offended pants with my Irish-American chap, I've then offended Roadkill Phil. In fact, I'll just call him Phil. I don't, I don't think he actually liked that nickname. 
I don't want to offend him again, but it sounds to me that maybe Phil was a wee bit like, aye, very good, mate. No one's better than anyone. Let's, let's wrap this interview up. You're an absolute idiot. And he's right, because obviously, I wasn't saying that Scotland's better. I was talking about accents specifically, but it sounds like I was saying, oh, that Scotland's better than England or whatever. And I was just trying to say, you know, it's like, whenever have, you, you know, surveys like the best accent, it's always Irish wins the league table and then Scotland's usually second. But I didn't need to say that the Welsh accent's better than English accent as well. It's not where there's a league table. And also, it's so complicated. There's, there's a million different accents in England. There's loads of different accents in Scotland. There is no league table. What was I talking about? I don't know. I'm sorry, Phil. If you're listening, and I'm sorry, Pants, if you're listening, I hope I didn't offend either of you. I just had too much caffeine in my in my drink. Too much caffeine. That's the buck fast for you. Sorry about that. But the good news is, is it because of me making an arse, because of my shite chat, ruining the flow of the interview, cutting it off, it meant that we went in and we caught too many T's who were playing a brilliant set. So the show's still more to go. You're listening to the Buckfast Incident on You Call That Radio. Yeah, it's too... Hey, what's popping, bitch? It's too many T's. Hello, hello there, it's too many T's. You call that radio? I'll fucking break you off, boy. Yo, it's too many T's and we're in Glasgow with, you heard it's not radio. You call that radio. <laughs> you want to get Buckfest and we've basically been inspired by some incredible dancers. We've been watching you, man, wait till you see it. Backstreet Boys. Wait till you see it. We've moved like the Destiny's <laughs> Child. <laughs> We've basically got a fucking choreographed dance routine. Does anyone want to see a fucking rap song with a choreographed dance routine in the hook? Yeah! Of course we do. No. So the girl come downstairs, she come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on. I said, oh, girl, it's cold outside. She said, something ain't right. I said, oh, man. She said, oh, man, the building is on fire. I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today. See that, want that, bring it back. See that, want that.
no one does it better than a man upon a mission with a bit of go and get up on a head or full of letters. Go reorganize those letters into words like an army. The staff is no position, should be what is a Find me in palm trees, swinging from a hammock. I'll be spitting that fire metronome, flow baddest with a stone cold hammer. at home in pajamas, I'm at home with a grandma. Lady Gaga put a dagger on my bad boy. But see, I'm looking kinda nice. Never get it twisted, my mama told me right, but I'm a chicken. I got it. It is amazing. We've been fucking with Greaves and, for, and to take and to take Greaves as an artist and meet Greaves as a person and meet Pants as a person and actually share the road and be on the road with them. They're both wankers. <laughs> yeah. So here we are. We're outside the hugging pain. The the gig's finished. It ended with Glasgow shouts to Glasgow and actually just ended it there. Because I could run from my last train if I went now. A lot of... Uh, so, <laughs> see you later. We just get any, any last things to say about Buckfest. Or, or or Buck, Buckfest. Yeah, <laughs> Buckfest 2020. Buckfest was a revelation. Well, I'll definitely be back next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. So basically they're convincing me that I have to miss my last train. And do this for the Patreons. Um, we're going to do this, so instead of me getting the last train, which I've got a return ticket to, I'm going to, to take the patrons backstage to, you know, speak to these guys one more time and see what they thought of the Buckfast and what they thought of Scotland and just get a wee bit more. Just a wee bit more. One word, could you sum up that gig in one word? Spicy. Spicy. Did the Buckfast help or did it hinder? Buckfast helps every time. In one word, how would you describe this gig in one word? Again? In one word, how would you describe the gig? Mega super casual fragilistic expialidosh fun. It was a man who did very well in the sound tonight. In one word, how would you describe this gig tonight? Enthusiastic. And in one word, how would you describe that gig tonight? Have you ever had sex with a stranger and then, like, you try to play it cool, but then you end up saying I love you, like, right as you're... I will call that radio. I'll call that radio, too. <laughs> Greaves is sick. Headline act. A bit too London grind for me. Um... The grief set was like really enjoyed it. Like I'd listened to a few grief tracks before I came because that's who she wanted to come for. Um, it was good and seen it was great. The thing is, is like when I sat down to make music as a kid, I, I never really knew what the impact would be. But I feel like the older I get, I start to realize that Buttfest 2020. <laughs> it's going to be the motherfucking event of the year. And if you guys aren't there, may you burn in fucking hell. Buttface 2020. Buttface. <laughs> Buttface 2020. We don't have a date yet. We don't have a date yet. But if you aren't there and if you're not responsible for figuring out when it is, heaven won't accept you. Yeah. Greaves, yeah, Rhyme yeah, Sayers, official, <laughs> official message. Peace. It was absolutely amazing. I uh, I seen him back in 2011, 
but I missed half his gig and tonight to see his full gig was amazing. We are moving the stuff outside. And you, you will never, you will never lose that, will you? Nah. Because this is part of the job, isn't it? Always. You rap, you rap, you drink, and you... you drink, you pack up, you load you out. Yeah, we do. Well, it's we been did. a while. It's been a while. When we came in, you were talking. There'd be no we did. There'd be no bug fasting. You were talking to Greaves and that on the stairs when we came in. Yeah. And you were talking about buck fast. Yeah. Now, when we spoke to him, I was like, I heard the guy asking you about buck fast. Have you ever had it? He's like, No. I was like, Right, we're getting you a bottle. We yeah, went next door and got a bottle. Oh, did you use it? Did it? Well, no. The one he the one he drank the on stage bottle. was a different bottle. We went and got him another <laughs> bottle. I was like, You need to have like a full bottle for the experience. And that's just about it for episode 20 of You Call That Radio. Although there is one little more twist to the tale. The audio of Wee D on the stairwell that interviewed him, the best interview of our lives, that has just turned up. I found it. I found it. And it also includes listening back, me interview, me, well, me arguing with a guy who, I think it was the guy that drank too much Buckfast, and um, he was just sort of annoying everyone, and I'm sort of having an argument with him. So, we'll upload that as a, an exclusive content to for the patrons. So for everyone who supports the show at patreon.com forward slash you call that radio, you can maybe expect a wee surprise. And what I'll maybe do is, we'll maybe finish the show with a wee clip from the interview, going over the beat of Pinecone's Wee Stones. You've probably heard the beat throughout the show already. And just a, a new producer that I've, I found in SoundCloud. Check him out, Pinecone's Wee Stones. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for everyone who's supporting us. Shouts to Murphamish and all the good work he does. And shouts to Greaves and Too Many Tees for being good sports. Uh, Gyro Babies has just announced for Boomtown Festival and... I see we're in the same forgotten valley as too many teas, so that should be a good crack in August. Hopefully see you there. And uh, yeah, episode 21 coming very, very soon. Oh, I mean, uh, Cobridge is the number one consumer of Buckfast in the world, like, and we take that very, very fucking seriously. I mean, if you are going to drink Buckfast, we're going to drink more than you, man, and that's the way it is. Like, you, you are not as it, it competitively. We don't have much, but we know how to drink Buckfast, man. But fuck the fuck a time capsule, like, fuck, aye, fuck a time capsule. We want to be the number one drinkers of Buckfast in the world, and that's what we go for. And uh, we take our sport very, very fucking seriously, so... so I don't have a song... You know, you know, mentioning no, 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 man. Like, if you're on it... Proud, you're proud, I'm proud... I'm, I'm proud of the heritage, man. Like, there's, there's monk footprints in the back of Cope Bridge. Uh, this guy knows. Um, and uh, it's all about... We, we are just the number one consumers and nobody's going to beat us. And I thought I'd write a song about that. I think Cope Bridge is a very... I think, 
authentic place, you know. People talk a lot about Compton and New York and Bronx, but nobody mentions Cope Bridge much, and I think that's a fucking crying shame. Um, given that we do drink so much Buckfast, I mean, surely, surely, Mark, that needs to go noticed. Well, what's your, have you seen Greaves before? No, I haven't, um, and it was it was amazing, man. Like, he, he drunk Buckfast on stage, which I thought, that's a Cope Bridge boy. Through and through, what do you think? Yeah, that's a Cope Bridge boy. No sleep to Cope Bridge. No, no sleep to Cope Bridge. No. That's... Sweet to Cope Bridge, that's it. Supporting people in, in a place that champions Buckfast, man. Like, you know, as you know, a Cope Bridge ambassador, and I have the right to reject any entry for the time capsule that I want nowadays. Now that I've been elected to royalty within Cope Bridge, um, you know. So let's talk about that when Buckfast goes wrong. Well, when Buckfast goes wrong, you've got Airdrie. And that's pretty much what, what Airdrie is, man. So Coatbridge is Buckfast consumed in a, a legitimate, responsible manner. And Airdrie, Airdrie's Buckfast consumed wrong. It's what? It's Eldorado. It's Everybody's proud to be Scottish, but there's people saying that the monks aren't Scottish. Well, the monks, I suppose, they're they're divine. They're working. That's my dad. Yeah, that's my. Sorry, that was my son just there. It's, it's my la- dad, Colonel McMaster. No, I'm I'm Donnie. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Stop giving my pseudonym away. This is Donnie yeah, Jr. here. He's just he's making a joke about me being Colonel Mustard, but I'm not. I'm not. You are Colonel Mustard! <laughs> I'm yes, Donnie, Donnie, yeah! Colonel Mustard, he doesn't have likes like that! <laughs> you call that radio. However you want to say it, that's kind of part of the fun. Mastered by Murphamish. Powered by our patrons. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters.